everybody. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol. And I'm Mallory. And we are so excited that you are tuning in. This is our first podcast of the year for 2023. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who have um, are just tuning in and you don't know what JCM stands for in JCM Prepare the Way, it means Jeremiah's Call Ministries. And we are a ministry that's based out of Colorado, beautiful Colorado. And uh, it's a ministry based off of Colossians 1.28 that says, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. I may have turned that around a little bit, but anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> preach, warn, teach. Our heart behind the ministry is to preach the truth of God unapologetically, to teach from the scriptures, and to warn of how so much of our lives need to line up with scriptures and where they're not possibly. And so it's all about maturing in our faith. And so, yeah. and we are on that journey with you. So we wrestle through topics as well. And so we're excited to kick off this first episode. Do you want to add to it? Yeah, we are so excited to be back for this new year. We took a little bit of a break for Christmas and I'm doing a month. So it's been, uh, <laughs> I've been crawling to the finish line of this pregnancy, but yeah, we're really excited. And Carol has a really great topic that she brought up today. We're going to be talking about changing our perspective and how we keep our mind set on the things above. And so I think that's a perfect way to start off the new year, just a clean slate. Remember what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about setting our minds above and not letting the things of this world distract us and keep yes. us down. We want to, we want to go forth for the prize and, yeah. and, and do it with endurance. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And, and if you're new, like we said earlier, you know, Mallory and I do this together because we try to bring different perspectives. Mallory is a millennial. Are you a millennial or a gen something? Are you a, <laughs> she's got baby brain. <laughs> you guys, I, I was on my way over here and I'm like, something looks off with my makeup and I couldn't figure it out. And then I looked in the mirror and I only did mascara on one <laughs> eyelash. And when you do a decent amount of mascara, you can tell the difference. So that's where we're at today. New year, 2023, the new me. <laughs> well, your eye looks good on one side. <laughs> that's okay. I slept in my makeup. So I'm sure you're looking at me like, what did she do this morning? Um, no. So Mallory is, is uh, you're in your late 20s, right? Mm -hmm. And I she is... 29. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. Wait a minute. When was your birthday? Wednesday. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. I'm not going to pause, but after this episode, oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, you know, it's during the holidays though. It, you know, everyone's, everyone's still got their Christmas tree up. Everyone's on their New Year's diet. Everyone's done celebrating. No one I, wants to eat cake anymore. <laughs> I asked No one has you. money for presents. I asked you, what was it, like a month and a half ago? I said, hey, we is did. it your birthday? And you're like, no, it's like coming up or something. Yeah, uh -huh. But I don't know if you ever really said. Yeah. Oh, darn. Okay, well, we're going to have to celebrate you. Um, <laughs> but Mallory's 29, and I'm in my I'm early 50s. And so we just try to bring these different perspectives to the Bible and to our faith journey and, and hope that it blesses you and hope, it, if anything, we just really hope that it gives you some things to think about and ponder and look up in Scripture. You know, our whole thought behind all this is, you know, no one has arrived. You know, we're yeah. all a work in progress until the Lord Jesus takes us home. And so 
Um, so yeah, so we're all on this discovery together. So mm-hmm. yeah, so today we are talking about that change in perspective. And um, I have been actually sitting in that for several months now. And really, you know, it's it's not lost on anybody out there. I'm sure that the world's just, you know, off. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, we've lost our way in so many places, especially here in the U.S., and, um, and so there's just so much bombarding us mentally and physically for some people and so much. And so, um, it can get really depressing mm-hmm. and, and we can get fearful or we can get angry about things. Um, and so we just, the Lord really just for the last few months had me in a place of Carol, keep looking up, keep looking at me, mm-hmm. keep your eyes on the prize. And so when, um, over the holidays, we went to, we went out of the country We've never done that on the holidays, but uh, Heather, who's on our team, does our social media accounts and also our correspondence on emails and such. And she posted a great verse on our social media that was from Isaiah, and it reads, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43, 18-19. And when I read that on our social media, it just struck me. I was in Mexico when I read it, and I read it over and over and over again. I just loved how it was phrased. And of course, we have to read the full context of what this whole verse um, is implying. But in that very moment, just that verse alone spoke to me about keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus And so I think it's so important for us to keep our heart on the right things, not on earthly things. Because to be quite honest, like I said, if we're only focused on what's happening here, like the egg shortages or the food shortages or the political theater or the drama, 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 you know, it really can suck the life right out of us. Mm -hmm. And so when I read this, it just bore witness to my spirit. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Quit. Mm quit looking behind, look to the Holy Spirit, see what he's revealing to us every day. And so I just was really encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what kind of started us in the new year to want to be encouraging to people. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that verse. That has been one of my verses for my husband and I in this last season. And what I like about it is that what is it? A river in the desert. Mm -hmm. Rivers don't come out of the desert. He makes something out of in a place that you think is dry and that nothing can come out and he's so creative and does do a new thing and I and I love this is so much about what the cross is it's don't look behind you're forgiven your sins are as forgiven as far as the east is from the west Mm -hmm. stop looking behind come to Jesus look forward there's no other religion out there like that Mm -mm. it is all about justifying yourself but it is all about Jesus and looking up to him and it's from that place that we're perfected and made perfect so Amen. That's an amazing verse. Yeah, it is. You know, and and in the fall of 2021, um, JCM, we taught a Bible study actually titled Prepare, Enduring and Overcoming the Spirit of the Age. And you can find that actually on our website, jeremiahscall.org. If you go on to Bible studies, I believe it's there. It says prepare. And this whole Bible study was all about changing perspective. You know, we were just starting to come out of a year of lockdowns and people found themselves in a struggle, whether they were suffering from loneliness or anger or fear or conflicts with those that they love. And so it was a great study to shift gears Mm -hmm. and just remind each other, 
what the Bible says about such times that we live in. And there were many people who were not, still not comfortable attending in person, and that, that was fine. Um, but we still chose to teach it live to those who were comfortable enough to come. But then we filmed the teaching separate, and I filmed them at home off my phone because nobody was really wanting to, you know, do some of those professional things at the time in, in close proximity. But there were people who still wanted to partake and watch it online. So when you pull that study up, you'll see that it's done on my phone. Mm-hmm. But um, but either way, we kept it pretty simple. But the point of the study was to ignite faith over fear. We wanted people to look ahead and to keep moving forward. Don't sit in your fear or your anger, or don't try not to sit in your depression. And I know you struggled with depression at one mm-hmm. point in your life, and that's easier said than done. But believers have so much to hope in. Mm-hmm. And so we spent six weeks on how to do that, how to keep our eyes fixed above and set our mind in the heavenly places. Because when we do that, things truly do look and feel mm-hmm. different. And so we thought, with this being our first podcast, let's do it again. People out there right now seem to be falling into the same spiral. So let's remind mm-hmm. them of these simple truths. I love that. And I love that you said these simple truths, because I think when we overcomplicate things and and we look in a lot of different places to bring us that hope that you were talking about, that joy, peace, our truth, things get so messy in our lives and overcomplicated. But when we fix our eyes above, it makes things so simple. Probably the absolute hardest thing to do, especially in a world of so many distractions, but it is, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It is. It just takes practice. Mm -hmm. And I think like anything, it takes practice. Well, um, I just want to bring a verse out of Colossians. I love the book of Colossians, by the way. It is one of my favorite books. The Lord is moved in your heart in that book. I love that book. Oh, I love all the books, but I just love that book too. But anyway, but Colossians 3, 1 through 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. And so when we taught that last study, we went into those words, seek and set your mind and what those really mean. And that word seek, of course, it means to seek after. But in this verse in particular, it means coveting earnestly. It means striving after. And it's that same meaning as in the verse, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It is a deliberate striving after the things which are above, where Mm -hmm. Christ is. You know, think about the things that we seek after, strive for here on the earth. And we're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are to a degree for to live and enjoy certain things, but we are to strive after, to covet earnestly the things where Christ is. Mm -hmm. That's powerful to me. And then that part, set your mind, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Well, that set your mind, that means exercise your mind, Mm -hmm. be minded in a certain way. That means every day, just like you're out there on the treadmill or you're going on a hike or you like to do your Pilates or whatever it is you like to do and you're exercising your body, we have to treat our mind the same way. It implies moral interest and reflection. So mm-hmm. we have to exercise our mind towards what is morally good, biblically true, and reflect on those things. Mm-hmm. It's not this specific 
wording, set your mind, does not mean an opinion. Mm-hmm. It means set your mind, exercise it towards the things of God. So mm-hmm. those, sometimes when we read that verse in Colossians, we can read it so fast mm-hmm. that we're not really, we read it like a Westerner. We're not really digging deep into yeah. it. And so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say, it reminded me of this verse, and I, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's in Isaiah, and it's talking about Jesus. And it said, he set his face like flint, determined to do God's will. I and think I like that's that. Isaiah 53. It might be oh, okay, 50, yeah. it might be 53 because it talks about the Savior there. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love like, that. Like Flint, like it is, it is unturning. It does mm. not, it is, it has one objection. It has one purpose. Mm. And I think that just goes along really well with what you're talking about. Oh, no, it's, that's exactly it. And I think that's, that's such a great visual for us. Mm-hmm. If we set our own face like Flint towards the things above. Like mm-hmm. whatever's happening all around us is not going to throw us off of our course. It's not yeah, going to throw mm-hmm. us off of our mission. It's not going to throw us out of Christian character mm-hmm. or biblical living. It's going to, we are so focused on the things above. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's so interesting when I hit a rebellious stage in my teenage years, I wasn't always, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, I remember one time I was being reprimanded by my dad. And there's, you know, I'm number 11, you know, so dad was a tough guy (laughs) anyway, but he said to me, do not conform to this world, Carol, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. Now I remember that moment so vividly. It's so weird. Some of the things you remember when you're young, I had no idea at the time that that sentence came from the Bible, even though we were raised in a, I was going to a particular parochial school, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even think my dad knew the Bible, to be honest. (laughs) But interestingly enough, um, even in my naughty teen years, those words, when he spoke them to me, when I I, I did something really bad. So he was speaking that to me. I just remember hearing those words enter into me and they struck me. And look, all these years later, that is still with me. That's how powerful the word of God is. But it wasn't until years later when I started studying the Bible that I realized he quoted scripture. But the point is, mm-hmm. those words are right. And they come from Romans 12, 2, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable mm-hmm. and perfect will of God. Only when we have our mind fixed on Christ can we really know, looking around us in the world, if something is true or not, if something mm-hmm. is acceptable to God or not, if something is the will of God or not, but if we're not renewing our mind, then, and if we're not focused above, it's really hard to discern when you look out into the world, what is truth, what is a lie, um, what is genuine, what's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we're not careful, I can speak for myself. We can conform to this world. Mm -hmm. We can embrace fear. We can rebel against authority. We can justify our selfishness or our anger or our selfish pleasures. Mm -hmm. We can accept perversion as normal. And you know, I'm sorry, I have to say something here about that. There is nothing normal about grooming children or Mm -hmm. pedophilia. There's nothing normal about that, no matter how much society is trying to normalize that. And so that's, it's, it, it, we have to keep our mind fixed on the things of God, not what society is trying to shove down our throat. 
you know, we can embrace and justify different lifestyle choices if we're not careful, because it's all about me, you do you, but that's, that you do you is a lie. It's Mm -hmm. you do Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. And so anyway, there's just actually nothing normal at all about these things that are all around us. And my dad was trying to tell me that. Change your thinking, Carol. Mm -hmm. You are going down this bad path and, you know, change your thinking. You're Mm -hmm. not headed in the right direction. And so that's what we want to share with Mm -hmm. you, to change your thinking, renew your mind. Um, Anyway, so before I continue, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Mm -hmm. It actually makes me think about, I like this moment with your dad, and I'm reading so many parenting books because I'm like, (laughs) Jesus, help me. And (laughs) you'll have three. Yeah, I know. Um, And I hope I can pull together what I'm trying to think of right now. But, um, you know, I was reading about how this verse so often, it's train your children up in the way that they should go so that when they are older, that they don't depart from it. And this guy was talking about that verse is so good, but how people typically interpret that verse is really to train your children in the way that they shouldn't go. Tell them the way that they don't go. Mm. You don't go this way. You don't go this way. But how we're supposed to call out the glory of God, that specific call of God on their lives and in our children. And I thought, wow, I really did think like that. Like, don't Mm -hmm. go this way. Don't go this way, but go this way. And the whole purpose is that, and just to come back to this point is that we don't think like the world because we have a call of God on our lives and because we were made for the glory of God. And it's so not just to renew our minds, just to renew our minds so that we're not like the world. It's because there's glory in each of our lives. There's a specific purpose. And so if you're trying to motivate yourself to not be in the ways of the world, ask God, what is the call of God on my life? Mm. What is the heavenly purpose and calling? What is the hope? God, what do you have for me in this next year? What do you Mm -hmm. want to accomplish in Mm -hmm. my life? And when you're so motivated by that one thing and what God has called you for in this short time that you're here on earth, you're not going to want to think like Mm -hmm. the world anymore. And when you're so focused, it's like the coins, like when you're focusing on the, when they're studying the coins to see which ones are, or the dollar bill. Oh yeah. The counterfeits. The Mm -hmm. counterfeits. They're looking at the right one so they can find the, so they can know when the wrong Mm -hmm. ones are. And that I think is how we're supposed to live too, Mm -hmm. that we're so convinced by God's word. We're so convinced by that call in our life that when anything else that comes up against it, um, we know what the truth is Mm -hmm. and that's our motivation to live opposite of the world. Amen. That was exactly it. Yeah. I learned so much from parenting. (laughs) I have learned more about God as a father through my parenting book. I read this one book by, it's called Parenting by Paul David Tripp. One of the best books I've ever read changed my life. Wow. It would tell me about God as a father. It's been the best thing. (laughs) So I get so much stuff out of parenting. You're ready. You're such a good mom. You are such a good mom. Yeah, I think, you know, scripture's clear for all believers. I love how it says, I think it's in Ephesians 2. It could be the end of Ephesians 1, but that Christ made us alive together with him, where it says, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in him. I mean, think about that. We are spiritually positioned with Christ in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Right now, spirit to spirit, deep unto deep, even though we are physically present and living on this earth. And that is just such a mind-blowing thought to me. And, you know, as born-again believers, Mm -hmm. new creations, we need to keep renewing our mind. We have to keep training ourselves 
exercising our mind, as it mm-hmm. says, set your mind on, to think differently. We're not to think or take on the views of the world. We're not to engage in all the social media bantering back and forth mm-hmm. of who's right and who's wrong. That's why we're called to seek, to strive after heavenly things. We're to exercise our mind towards those things and set our minds on what is biblically moral. And I know I sometimes I feel like we repeat that message over and over and over and over again, but it's so true. We have to do it daily. Why? So that we know, we understand, we prove what is good and acceptable to God, that we understand what his perfect will is, not our will, but his will be done. You know, when our minds are fixed above like that, when they're not fixed on all the problems here, we can look upon the things around us with that different perspective, with his perspective, and then respond accordingly. And the main way to renew your mind is through the Bible and the Holy Spirit, but you have to read your Bible. You have to read your Bible. Some of us are scrolling two to three hours through social media on Reels or on TikTok or whatever. Next thing you know, you know, you've maybe cracked your Bible for a five-minute devotion. Mm-hmm. And we've got things backwards. I mean, friends, there's a real battlefield for our minds out there. Yeah, People are calling it psychological warfare. It is a different kind of war. Mm-hmm. We are in a war for our minds. Yeah. You've got media outlets. You know, they're telling us everything is bad. Nothing is good. They're constantly pitting people against each other. You have social media that's littered with images and videos of lives that look perfect and fun and oh go to this destination go to that Mm -hmm. destination um look how funny i can be and then we begin to size up our own life against Mm -hmm. that and (laughs) we feel like we're falling short and Mm -hmm. you know but then there's the streaming shows and movies and you know i gotta say something about those okay those things are slowly brainwashing society Mm -hmm. because you know what they do i i discovered this because you know i like um Oh, what do I like? The um like those the subtitled stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I can't even maybe I need to read it. <laughs> she basically likes a book in movie form. <laughs> Pretty much. But now they're even changing those. And so what happens is it yeah. seems like a good storyline and they hook you the first episode or the second episode. Um, and it's like this rich, good story. And you're thinking, oh, finally, something good and clean to watch mm-hmm. or something, you know, not that I watch a ton of TV. But then by the third episode or the fourth episode, they have brought in the vulgar. They've brought in the perverse. Mm -hmm. They've brought in the profane. You name it. And it is twisted. And I I just told Len, my husband, I'm like, this is what they're doing. And it's brainwashing generations, not a generation, but generations of people that so many of these unholy, vulgar things are normal and they're not. And so, and then you got the Holy Spirit within us and he's saying, look up, look up. Mm-hmm. I think of that Lauren Daigle song, look up child, you know, look up, look away from those things, close your ears, set your mind on something better, something that's going to lift mm-hmm. you up, something that's going to encourage you, something that's going to lift you higher where your savior is, where he's seated because we're spiritually seated up there with mm-hmm. him. Look here not there. Look, the earth, it is a sensual, demonic, influ- demonically influenced place. And it's intended to keep us distracted from Christ. And so our encouragement is stay 
focused. Keep your eyes on him. Set your mind on him. Keep your eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And just to bring up that verse from Romans, like you said, that we're not to be conformed by the world, but transformed by your mind. You t- talked about that when your dad mentioned it. And we truly should not look like this world. And I love that you mentioned all those practical examples too. And just because the world watches these certain shows or obsesses over these specific in- Instagram influencers, it means all the more that we should be walking in the opposite direction. And the world is trying to tell us more and more what's normal. You're talking about that. And we really are to go against that. And so that people can see the light in the darkness. We are to look so different. And this is an awful story. One time my husband and I, we were downtown. We were in our car driving um, one night. And we were about to get on the highway. And we saw this billboard with this promiscuous woman on it. And it was an ad for porn. And I was in shock when I read the ad, which plainly stated all it says is everybody does it for the ad on the highway Oh, talking about porn. And, and then it it was tagged with the porn website, but I was completely taken aback about how they were trying to take something that was obviously so dark Mm -hmm. and pure, not only that impure, oh, oh, pure, yeah, impure, all of that, but also, oh my gosh, this ruins lives. This ruins marriages. Mm -hmm. This root, this keeps people in captivity and they're trying to make it so sexy, so cool. So like this, but everybody's doing it. Yeah, but everybody who does it is in bondage mm-hmm. and their life is tormented. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just awful, but this is what evil is trying to do. It's it's normalizing itself, exactly what you said. So especially the new year, take inventory of your life right now in those areas that you were talking about, TV shows, Instagram, how are you spending your time? Maybe filter your life, think about your life. Is your life exemplifying the way of Christ? And I'm to do this in my life, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of my life right now. You know, these little things that can take us off mm-hmm. path so quickly. You know, are you following Christ or are you following the path of this world? And and it is hard because we live we live in the world. Yes, our spirits are seated, mm-hmm. but we have to intentionally look up. If we were living in heavenly places and then we came down sometimes to do some life yeah. here, like it'd be so easy mm-hmm. because we could see the reality, but we have to train our minds, which you were talking about, to see that reality of heaven mm-hmm. so that we can know the counterfeit, what's trying to take us out, those distractions. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, it makes me think of our revelation series. If you haven't tuned into our revelation series, we did revelation, um, every chapter it's on a podcast. So just search revelation part one and start there. <laughs> But the thing that is very apparent is as the age begins to draw to a close before the return of Christ and we begin to feel the birth pangs, the the war for our souls is going to be fierce. And so you have to be incredibly vigilant. And, And that is just our encouragement to you. Now more than ever, you need to seek the things. I need to seek the things. Mallory needs Mm -hmm. to seek the things that are above. We have to be so pressed into the Lord. We have to be able to put things behind us and be able to really focus in on him because it's very distracting and very noisy out there. Mm-hmm. And friends, you know, I, we've said this in our Revelation series, the biggest, the biggest takeaway in that whole book, everyone tries to focus on, you know, the future happenings and what's coming and all that stuff. But the biggest thing, the biggest message throughout that whole book is endure and overcome. It's a message for the saints to be able to endure and overcome, period. Because you know what? 
the birth comes after the birth pangs and we are definitely here for the birth pangs and you have to be able, and I have to be able to endure and overcome them. And we have to be set, we have to be so much in the mind of Christ to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said that we were um, out of the country for Christmas. We'd never done that before. It was kind of fun, actually. We went into Mexico City um, for a few days. Then we went down to this beach town called Waltuco on the very bottom of Mexico. And it was so great to get a totally different perspective of America mm-hmm. being in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And anyway, in the beach town we were at, um, the house we stayed in had this great pool. And I just purposed in my heart, I'm like, I'm not going to read. I brought a book um, to read on the plane, but I'm like, I'm not going to read my book. I'm going to read my Bible every day at the pool or the beach or wherever we were going. And interestingly enough, God took me into Philippians for the whole week. And I've read Philippians before. I'm sure a lot of you have. And um, But boy, every time we read something, he just gives us a different message in it. And there's a specific, um, there were so many great takeaways, but one in particular I just want to read because I think it applies to this message. And it's from Philippians chapter 3, 13 to 21, but also um, chapter 4, verse 1. They go together, but chapters kind of break it apart. And this is in the Tree of Life version. I like to change up translations sometimes just so things sound fresh. Um, But it reads like this. But this one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I love that word straining towards. I press on toward the goal for the reward of the upward calling of God in Messiah Yeshua. Tree of Life version has Hebrew names in it. Therefore, let all who are mature have this attitude. I just, first of all, just right there. Have that, you know, if if you've been Mm -hmm. a Christian a long time, if you are maturing in your faith, have that attitude, strain Mm -hmm. toward what is ahead, what awaits us, press towards that goal of the reward of Christ. And it says, and if you have a different attitude in anything, this also God will reveal to you. So if you feel like you're off track, ask the Holy Spirit to show you where. If you have a different attitude, if you don't feel that zeal to press forward or to, to keep your to seek God in the heavenly places, but you're kind of fixated on all the stuff in the present Mm -hmm. day, have him reveal that to you. Mm -hmm. But then it continues. Nevertheless, let us live up to the same standard we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and notice those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For there are many who, many walk, who are enemies of the cross of Messiah. He's talking about Christians. Mm -hmm. I've often told you about them. And now I'm even weeping as I tell you. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and their glory is in their shame. They set their mind on Mm -hmm. earthly things. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, Stand firm in the Lord in this way, my loved ones. And I just, the whole Philippians is amazing. I know a lot of Christians talk about Philippians, how it's the joy letter, and it is. Mm -hmm. But it is also a really powerful letter where Paul is passionate about reminding his fellow believers that he is still working out his own salvation. He has not arrived He is still working out his salvation with fear and trembling. He states that in chapter two. And so how does he work it out? 
He sets his mind upward at all times. And in this letter, he's in prison. So whether he lives or dies, he says, he knows it will not be in vain. He won't be ashamed because the gospel has moved forward. It moved forward with the Praetorian Guard, he says, and that's that royal guard that protects Caesar and high-ranking officials. But it says at the end of Philippians that the gospel also went forth into Caesar's own household. Mm -hmm. And so Paul presses forward in the midst of being imprisoned, and he keeps, no matter what, he keeps seeking that which is above, that upward call of Christ, the gospel, and he presses on for that. Can you imagine being Mm -hmm. chained to Paul? Okay, the man who prayed in tongues more than anybody else. (laughs) Can you imagine if you're a guardman chained to Paul? (laughs) Anyway, I just think that's a funny thought. But anyway, look, and I think the point is, despite what's happening in America or the Ukraine or China or Iran or Brazil right now or anywhere, we stay focused on the mission. Paul states in the letter to the Philippians that because of his imprisonment, guess what? His fellow believers were even more empowered and confident to speak the message of the gospel fearlessly Mm -hmm. because they saw what it could do in one man in prison. One man in prison reached the Praetorian Guard, reached Caesar's household. And so it inspired the rest of them to then preach fearlessly because what would happen if 10 of them got into prison? Mm -hmm. What impact would that have? And so that's where my mind was going in Mexico. I'm like, Wow, Lord, wow. You know, and that needs to be us. That's that beautiful message in Philippians that whether through life or death, whatever happens to us in the next mm-hmm. 10 years, right? Jesus Christ, may he be exalted in us. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And so Paul tells the believers stay firm in one spirit, striving side by side together with one mind. For the faith of the good news. That's key. Stand together with each other in one spirit. Strive together. Be of one mind for the faith Mm -hmm. of the good news. And then he says, and not to be frightened in any way by our opponents. I mean, Mm -hmm. boom. It's (laughs) like how many people out there are trying to paralyze society with fear? Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, do not be frightened in any way by our opponents. That's from chapter one, verse 27 to 30, because to us, it was granted for his sake, not only um, for truth, where we are to trust in the Lord Jesus, but also that we are to suffer for his sake if need be. Mm -hmm. And so, but if we keep our mind fixed in that right perspective, like, gosh, even if I struggle or even if something is not going right for me in life or death or Mm -hmm. whatever it looks like, is the gospel going forward? That needs to be the mind of every Christian. And so things that are going on around us shouldn't deter us, but rather they should strengthen us. But for that to happen, we need to keep our gaze fixed on them. Mm -hmm. That's so good. We have such a hope in Christ and the Christian life might not look glorious on the outside, like Paul's life might not look glorious on the outside. But in that book of Philippians, he's talking about joy because he's the most joyful person there is because he has the hope of the Lord inside of him. And I think that's such an important reminder. And and I, and I keep going back to this, but we do live in such a world of distraction. Our minds 
get set on those worldly things so easily. I think I talk about this because I struggle with it. And even in this last couple of weeks, I've just felt the Lord bring up these things where distraction has just come up. And, you know, I'm just reminded, I'm like, oh, those things need to get out of my life. Those things need to get out of my life. But as I'm sitting here and you're talking, I, I think of that song. And I think I talked about this maybe in the last podcast episode, but it's turn your eyes upon Jesus mm-hmm. for the things of this world will go, grow strangely dim. Mm-hmm in the light of his glory and grace. And, grace. Uh-huh. and I love that song. And I love that thought because maybe you're sitting here now and maybe the Lord is bringing to mind these things that has, you're like, Oh man, those ways have been worldly in my life. These things have been worldly, you know, just fix your eyes on the Lord and yeah. those things they'll fall in the light of his glory Amen. and grace. So yeah. And I think that's so good. You know, I just want to, um, I have a closing story of Mexico. Do you care if yes. I share? Uh-huh. Because I think another way to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus is in this culture that we are now surrounded by that is that is um, uh, obsessed with witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be pretty spooky stuff and there can be really weird stuff. And sometimes I think Christians fear it mm-hmm. rather than confront it or rather than um, know how to pray into it, mm-hmm. right? So before leaving... Um, on our trip to Mexico, I was reading through and pondering the book of Habakkuk. That's another book I love. Anyway, I just love all, the, <laughs> I love all the Bible. Anyway, but Habakkuk is a prophet, if you're not aware, and it's found in the middle of your Bible. And, well, little did I realize then how it would help shift my perspective while in Mexico City. So let me explain. One day, uh, we were getting ready to leave our hotel and tour the city Um, and we were with a, we had a guy live with us, um, for about five months from Mexico city. So we were with his family and they were just Uh elated to show us around. They were great. It's great to look at Mexico city through their eyes and be with uh people that know it so well. But anyway, um, we were getting ready to leave our hotel and tour the city when Len went down to the Starbucks in the hotel to get us some coffees. And (laughs) the Starbucks guy at the hotel, he says, Hey, Hey, do you like witches? <laughs> Why does this stuff always happen to us, right? And Len goes, uh, no. <laughs> he goes, well, well, neither do I. He goes, but you're going to the city, right? And Len's like, yeah. And he's like, well, there's witches that live under the city. He goes, oh and gosh. he goes, and they'll come out. He goes, and then they they help get rid of bad spirits. And Len's like, mm, okay, you know. <laughs> so, so Len comes back up to the room, brings me the coffee, and tells me that I'm like, oh, great. So I have to start praying uh-huh. and you start. But at least the Lord always gives us warning, you know. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, it was so funny. So we go down to the city. We had this wonderful breakfast. If you've ever been to Mexico City, um, you might know what I'm talking about. It's called the House of Tile. This really cool building that's all tile. It's gorgeous. Anyway, had breakfast there. Then they have the street that's um, blocked off. No cars can go on it. Everybody walks down this big, huge street to this huge plaza. And located in this huge plaza is a really, uh, is a stunning Catholic cathedral. And they allow visitors. So we headed that way. And, but as we're walking towards the cathedral, we keep hearing these trumpet sounds like, okay, we keep hearing almost like a shofar, you know, I love the shofar. But we couldn't figure out where it was coming from because there's all these people. Well, as we got closer to the cathedral, all of a sudden, one of my kids was like, Mom, Mom, there's one of the witches. And you look over, it's it's the witches that the Starbucks guy was talking about. And they were dressed um, 
like Aztecs, like they had these big feathery headdresses on, they had their incense going crazy, um, they had their drums, they had their, uh, their what they were blowing, the sound that, that was, it was a conch shell, okay, these big mm -hmm. shells. Well, I grew up with conch shells. My dad used to have all this, this weird stuff oh, in our backyard, uh -huh. <laughs> so we used to blow conch shells uh -huh. all the time. Of course, I repented of that, but anyway... <laughs> Anyway, so, but, so I'm like, I know what a conch shell is and I know how to blow one. But anyway, um, but they were all surrounding the cathedral. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. They were on every side of the cathedral. And, um, but here's the thing. And what they were doing was people were lined up with offerings or if they didn't have an offering, the witches were performing rituals mm -hmm. on these people. Well, you know, and, and so there's this weird vibe around this cathedral and it can be pretty creepy. And then there's this weird smell from all the, from mm, all the incense. Yeah. It's just weird. But, but I find that stuff kind of interesting because mm -hmm. I, I try to observe like, what is, what are they doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. So rather than fearing, I always go into prayer mode and sometimes I walk off by myself and pray and I just walk and pray and do all this stuff because the thing is this witchcraft is being released into the atmospheres of the city. Whatever it is that they are chanting, all of the things that they're blowing, there's a spiritual element to that, even if yeah. you don't understand it. Um, there's incantations and spells and hexes and all that stuff. And most people are oblivious to it. They're not paying attention to what's really going on. And so they're walking past it, making fun of it or whatever. And so here's the bottom line. We can either do nothing and go about our merry way, keep touring, or we can immediately set our minds on Christ and bring his name above it all. Because when we are, when we are exercising our mind every day to the mm -hmm. things of Christ, then everywhere we go, we are bringing that kingdom yeah. shift into that atmosphere. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm -hmm. And so you know, immediately we can pray and call on him to send holy angels to destroy these works of darkness. And so we're walking around and that's what I chose to do. And maybe there were others in the group as well that was doing it. I, I'm not aware. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I just started exalting Christ's name all above that whole area. And then all of a sudden, a verse from the book of Habakkuk comes into mm -hmm. my mind. I just love how God works that yeah. way. And I knew that that's what I was to be praying and so the verse is, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. Mm -hmm. And that's from Habakkuk 3.2. That's the verse that dropped into my spirit. Mm -hmm. None of the others did. And so that's the word I started proclaiming there. And everywhere I walked, I just was praying that out loud. Not loud, mm -hmm. but, you know, very, um, you know, just trying to speak that word mm -hmm. forth. And um, so that's what I kept declaring and praying. You know, those people, whether it's right there around the cathedral or whether it's our own environments, they're in darkness. Yeah. And we can either settle for that or we can change the atmosphere because that's what we're supposed to do. We're yeah. that light in the darkness. And I always say for vacations or anything, we don't go on vacation. I feel like God sends us to places. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I view all these places yeah. we go. And so... Our job is to bring the kingdom into different places. And I brought God's word, and I'm sure other people did, brought his word into it. I just kept praying those words over and over. And at one point, it was a couple hours later, after we had toured on this bus, 
and we had to walk back through this area to get to our car. I had gotten off the bus before everybody else, mm-hmm. so I was a little ahead. So I stopped on this little um, area by grass to go and wait for others. But one of those witch guys had taken his headdress off, and he was standing nearby talking with another man and uh, who was part of it when all of a sudden our eyes locked. Look, I, I, spiritual people can track with spiritual people. I know you know what I mean. I know it sounds weird, but we get each other's number, you know. And our eyes stayed locked until the others began to approach. It wasn't anything ugly. It was an observation of, I see you type thing, yeah. you know. And, and then when the whole group caught up, I thought this was interesting. We began to walk in that man's direction. And as we proceeded to walk past him, he broke his gaze with me and quickly turned his back on us until we passed. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that spirit that's operating in him was fully aware of our yeah. group because our whole group, we were Christians. And, um, and we have the light of Christ in us. And so that's my whole point of this story. There's mm-hmm. nothing to fear. Yeah. We, ha- we come in the name of the king. Yeah. I mean, we carry the name of the king. We have the authority in the name of the king. We are covered in the blood of Jesus. Now we have to approach things in wisdom. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, everywhere we go, we can exalt and bring Christ's name above all that. Mm-hmm. All that. And I believe that guy saw that. And so, you know, there's a work to be done in Mexico, as there is in all nations. And revive your work there, Lord, in the midst of the years. Make it known. Revive your work in all nations, the U.S., Mm -hmm. uh, Romania, Brazil, New Zealand, Israel. Revive your work and make it known. Mm -hmm. That's what we got to start praying. And so rather than focus on all the things that are wrong, rather than sit there and be like, oh, my gosh, there's all these witches or, you know, Mm -hmm. let's superimpose the prophetic words of Scripture above it. Mm -hmm. Let our response to things be higher, be heavenly and be of Christ. And that's my that's my closing fun story. So good. I think that's such a great way to start off this year. We hope that you're all so encouraged. And I would love to just say a prayer over all of us as we begin this new year. And Lord, we come to you, God. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. God, you are so high and far above it all. Lord, thank you that we are seated in heavenly places with you, God. Thank you that you are the Alpha, the Omega. Lord, you are A to Z. Lord, you see the beginning and you see the end. And Lord, I pray that you bless us, all who are listening, Lord, with just your glory this year. God, that we become so much more lovers of God. Lord, that we become so much more in awe of you, that as we fix our gaze upon you, Lord, we are so in awe. We're so giddy. We're so filled of joy. We're so filled of hope that all the things of this world, they just naturally fall off of us, Lord, that our gaze breaks off the world, but that our eyes are locked on you, that our faces are set like flint, determined to see your glory, determined to do your will. And Lord, we are, I declare over all of us who are listening, we are atmosphere changers. We bring heaven to earth. Lord, we bring your glory and your kingdom everywhere we go. And so we will not walk in fear in Jesus's name, but we will walk with the authority from above. And so bless all of us, God, with Mm -hmm. more love, more joy, more hope, more of a mindset above and set on you and your glory. Amen. And I just pray that this year is the best year yet. And as you're setting your New Year's goals, I mean, you probably already have. It's like (laughs) mid-January. If you're setting your New Year's goals, you're a little behind. Yeah. (laughs) But 
man, have it your goal to be more like Christ. I don't know what that looks like. I know goals need to be attainable and, you know, there's the smart goals. I don't know what that Exercise goals, exercise your mind. Figure out an exercise plan Uh for your mind. Oh, man. You know, my husband and I, we looked back on this last year. And let me tell you, it has been the craziest whirlwind (laughs) turn of events. Carol knows. There's been so many things in this year. But I'm like, do you know what? I'm so much more in love with Jesus this year. And that <laughs> is the most amazing thing. I didn't lose one pack. <laughs> you know, I'm pregnant, but like, I didn't keep a lot of other things, but I'm like, man, Lord, you're so, good. so good. And I feel like I'm just so much more locked in on him yeah. this year. And yeah. that, I just pray that more, more for me, more for all of you guys. And, yeah. um, he just loves us. So loves just us. go about your day knowing that. Yeah. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about our ministry, please visit jeremiahscall.org. Or if you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at uh, uh, prepare the way at jcmcolorado.com. <laughs> oh my golly, when are we going to get this right? All right. Bless you guys. Take care. Bye.